sometimes we end up fitting into a mold that society tells us or we're reading somebody else's script and so we're constantly sort of an imposter inside we're, we're an actor we're not being true and authentic to who we are and are our hardwired and that's why you see so much burnout or people that report great frustration dissatisfaction and frustration is designed to get you motivated to change the situation or at least you're thinking so you get what you need and the quantity you need it. If you ignore it for a long period of time, that's actually where people go from early stages of just frustration to chronic depression, could even lead ultimately to suicidal tendencies of despair where they think that nothing will ever be satisfying for them. This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 154 with the founder of 80 Growth Advisors and podcast host, Andy Dix. This is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, you got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us for this particular session of the Angles of Latitude podcast. Today's hosts are myself, JC Preston, and with me as co-host, is Harrison Painter, founder of Amplify Indie. If this is the first time that you're listening in, this is the show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists. And it's our hope that it will help you find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of. Now, as you guys might have heard in the past sessions, Amplify Indie is all about celebrating community, culture, and commerce. And over the last year or so, we've done this by hosting monthly events which highlight musicians, artists, nonprofits, and various business leaders. You know, it's given me an opportunity to meet some really great local talent in the last couple of years. And today's guest, Annie Dix, is one of those people and is actually a fellow leader of Amplify as well. Like myself, Andy loves helping people reach their full potential. And like this podcast, his show, Hopeful Hoosier, focuses on helping others realize that they too can have an impact on those around them. Another way that Andy helps others is through his coaching, where he utilizes the Reese Motivation Profile to help clients understand what makes them tick and how they can leverage that in becoming better at their job or in their industry. So in our conversation today, as we get deeper into these topics, we'll be learning more about why he actually became a coach, how we came across the Reese Motivation Profile and what we can learn about ourselves from it, and what inspired him to start his podcast. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys of the resource, Uncover Your Personal Mission. And as you'll hear in today's chat, it really helps to know yourself and what motivates you to do what you do. And recently, Andy and I finished up the Amplified Growth Lab beta test, where one of the topics we covered was the Ikigai, which in Japanese means a reason for being. And Uncover Your Personal Mission, I go into detail about three of the four parts of the Ikigai, because in the world of online entrepreneurship, Generally, the fourth one, what we get paid for, is really covered in a lot of great detail. However, when we learn what we're good at, what we love, and what the world needs, 
being paid to help others with that knowledge is much, much easier to get a grip on. And because of that, uh, we won't struggle like so many do to make a business out of something we don't necessarily care for. So if you're doubting the work that you're currently doing, wondering whether it's right for you, or you simply want to find work that is right for you, this guide is something you definitely want to look into. Download it today for free by going to newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Again, that's newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Okay, before we get started, remember to subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're listening on. My favorite player is still CastBox for Android and iOS. But if you're still using that old vanilla Apple podcast app, we'd really appreciate a review over there as well. Also, feel free to support the show on Patreon. You can do so at patreon.com slash AOL podcast. And of course, we always want to hear from you. So shoot me an email at jc at newinceptions.com with any current issues that you're going through while you're building and scaling your business. I have to say that I've been getting some really good questions recently. And along with the questions we get in Amplify, I think that Andy and I actually might be starting a Q&A show in the next month or so now that we're done with the Growth Lab beta test. So again, send any questions you have to jc at newinceptions.com. Show notes and show notes extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 154. And as usual, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. JC Preston here with me today is Harrison Painter, founder of Amplify Indie. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Harrison, how are you doing today, man? It's uh, we're, We find ourselves in Seattle, as our guest was saying. We, we find ourselves in Seattle, yes. It is April showers bring May showers. That's kind of what's happened <laughs> this time around. Very wet. Yeah, but we were able to recently get in the in old Indy 500, which was kind of a... Uh, not the the most historic one, but you were able to go, correct? Well, it was incredible. Now, I, I didn't go to the race. I went to Carb Day, which was the most perfect oh, okay. day that we've had in May. <clears throat> but the race itself, I didn't go to. But I looked at the weather, and it was the, the weather people were saying 100% chance of rain. It didn't rain that entire day. To I, I don't think it rained once. Hmm. At, least, at least not up in... Not around the track, so they were able to get their the, the race in, which was the hundred and third. Yeah, they were planning on running it Monday. I mean, every, almost everybody I know that physically was going was pretty much mentally prepared for a rainout to have to go back on Monday. Well, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the uh, carb day. I actually drove through the uh, the back around the Coke lot on my way home, and yeah, it's definitely. I have never. Outside of being a bartender on carb day, I've never been actually a, a, an attendee. It, it definitely has a, a festival feel to it, for sure. Yeah, it's not as fun as it used to be, of course, because, uh, you know, back in the day, it was a little bit more wild than it is today. And, of course, I'm older now. Um, but, you know, me, me and my old high school friends, it's the one time a year that we get together every year and, you know, just kind of grill out and have a few mass-produced beers and uh, just kind of have fun, like let go and kind of not think about anything. So it's really nice. So speaking of uh, Hoosier type related activities, uh, today's guest is someone that we've gotten to know here locally and a, definitely a good friend of the show. And as well as, you know, I've started to do uh, the growth lab with him and he has his own podcast called Hopeful Hoosier Podcast, where he 
talks to awesome people are from around the state, most recent being someone that's actually involved with the whole Internet of Things world, which was a really interesting conversation. Top of that, he's involved with all kinds of cool stuff and has a really interesting personality. Um, would you call it a test? Or what yeah, do you call it? It's in a personality profile. So I guess, I, I guess I'm a profiler. profiler. How crazy is that? You are a profiler. <laughs> I, a profiler. I, I, I thought you weren't supposed to profile I people. know. <laughs> I just realized. That's the, I think that's the first time I ever claimed that mantle. Uh, I am a profiler. Go figure. So today we're talking with Andy Dix. And uh, pleasure having you on. So, you know, as we're getting going here, really kind of interested. I know that you have a background in sales before you got started as an entrepreneur was this something that you always considered doing or how did you how did you find yourself getting into coaching well it's funny because i always wanted to be in radio and as a sophomore in high school i went to a career day and they didn't know what to do with me so at my little local radio station wake in valparaiso indiana a little am radio station and so they, they threw me with this copywriter and said, deal with this kid, will ya? And we want to go off and to lunch and do some other things. This guy gave me the specs for this gas station that needed a commercial. And I still remember, it, I wrote this commercial in no time about a talking gas pump. And that was, of course, way, way back in the 80s before there ever was such a thing as a talking gas pump. The client bought it, and I got a job offer and started working in radio as a sophomore in high school and then went off to Indiana University, worked at the local radio stations there in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. And a little bit of trivia, I was actually the last voice on WTTS when it was an AM station. I signed it off on Sunday night and they transitioned and signed on as an FM station the next Monday morning. So there's a little bit of trivia for you here in Indiana who uh, listen to WTTS FM. So yeah, that's kind of where I got started. And then I transitioned um, from radio after kind of traveling around and managing stations and being in production and that kind of thing on air. And I got into grad school to get out of radio because it's a great hobby um, but it's very difficult to make a ongoing living. And so I went to grad school mm-hmm. at Indiana University as a uh, master's degree student in telecommunications management. And we were just then starting to talk about this thing called the Internet. And, you know, we, I got involved with uh, the old green screen, green screen CompuServe uh, forums network. It was just amazing what we could do, you know, and, and email back in the day. And so I got into television because television was the hot topic. And uh, from television, my first job out of grad school was sales. And I never sold anything in my life. Uh, you know, I was scared to death. <laughs> and so they sent me through this, like, three-day video training series by a gentleman named Jason Jennings, who's now a motivational speaker. Uh, and I, I learned how to sell. And so I started doing that, ended up in management, and transitioned to cable advertising, worked for one of the largest... Uh, advertising organizations in the U.S. and ultimately became a consultant internally for them to try to figure out how in the world could we uh, get consistent performance across these different sales teams around the U.S. And so I spent about three years traveling around um, really doing in-depth consulting and assessments to figure out how do people perform at different levels and how do we sustain that motivation 
Um, and so that's kind of where I was. And then one day I walked in thinking I was going to get a promotion after 17 years with this large Fortune 100 company. And nine minutes later, I walked out with a severance package because they had restructured and I was out of work at 52 mm. years old. And what do you do? Uh, that was your whole career. And so I realized that uh, as, as a lot of us say, you know, I'm actually unemployable. Um, I don't, I don't want mm. to go back to a corporate coma where I am at the mercy of restructuring ever again. I, that was really awful. I don't want to go through that. That, that was painful. So I thought, wow, you know, rather than start a franchise or um, do something going back into the corporate culture, I decided to just, uh, through a lot of soul searching, become a board certified executive business coach and start my own company. And that way, you know, I can kind of pick and choose uh, who I want to work with, who I want to help, who I want to make better, and how we want to do that. So that's kind of where I ended up. And a lot of your work does focus, again, around the Reese Motivational Profile. You're the profiler, as we were saying. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Because I, I you know, my background in organizational leadership, I got very familiar with personality profiles. But a motivational profile is something that's a little different. Yeah, so when I was um, in this sales effectiveness role at this large company, we were looking for some assessments that we could do to really get a good benchmark across the organization to see what traits were the top performers, the President's Club award winners, what were they doing that's different or how were they wired different from other people? And we looked at all kinds of things that are out there, Myers-Briggs, DISC, you name it, uh, Berkman. And the thing I like about the, I came on this Reese Motivation Profile because the thing I like about it is it's the only one I could find that has been academically created and validated. So Professor Stephen Reese mm. uh, was a research psychologist, Yale Dartmouth trained, did his internship at Harvard, taught at the Chicago School of Psychology, and ended up being a professor emeritus in research psychology at The Ohio State University. And he developed, after 30 years of research, what he calls the 16 Basic Desires Theory of Human Motivation. And it's really fascinating. He and a team of researchers went around the world and just basically asked people, why do you do what you do? What matters most to you? And they started out with thousands and thousands of questions, and they narrowed it down to this 126 questions that measure 16 different common human drivers that are consistent across all of humanity. And really what it boils down to is we're all very unique. We don't fit into any psychological profile. We're all individuals. I, I like to say we're genetic experiments of the merging of mom and dad's genes to see how this works, right? Do, do, we, do we succeed in life and pass those genes on to the next experiment? Um, and so we're hardwired, come to find out, with specific values and drives and needs that make us very unique as individuals. And the intensity that we experience that, the neurochemical cocktail that it releases in our brains, I like to call it the giggle juice, so to speak, is very different for each individual depending on the circumstance. And so what we end up doing, in essence, is creating our own subjective version of reality. We're all living this individual reality TV show I like to call Me TV. And that's how we make sense out of our world, through this value system created by these hardwired needs. 
And so, yeah, this, this Reese profile assesses that. And it, it's like uh, if you were a plant in a garden center, you'd have that little bitty plastic stake that says how much uh, soil you need, water, fertilizer in order to thrive and bloom. The Reese profile does that for human beings. It says, here's what you're going to need to have an ecosystem where you can thrive, experience the most satisfaction, and experience the least amount of frustration. Pretty cool. So 16 motivators, you, you go through this process with people. So, so they take a assessment, right? And then you sit down and kind of read through this assessment with them. What, what is some of the, the weirdest or, or findings that you've had with somebody that really kind of either threw you for a loop or something that, that just kind of floored you about somebody? What's really fascinating is, first of all, I've done about 2,000 of these over the last 10 years with professionals. No two people are the same. I've even done twins, and they're not the same. Now, genetically, they were, but there were enough environmental differences and personality tweaks that made them, in their profile, different, which was really fascinating for me to begin with. The other thing is that, that these needs are hardwired and that people experience them so innately or naturally. It's like the BIOS of a computer. It's operating underneath everybody's consciousness all the time. We don't even know how to describe it half the time. And so it's fascinating when somebody compares, because what the profile does is compares your intensity and ranking of these different desires compared to 70,000 other people in North America. And so when people see, wow, you mean I want this so much more intensely than 99% of other people? No wonder people don't get or think I'm weird or, or think I'm really extreme. And I think that's what's really fascinating is when somebody finally can explain in rational ways how they really feel, what matters to them. And it's not an exaggeration. Uh, they can really give voice to their values. And, and that's, that, is, that is an amazing transformation that people can do when they can finally understand their own sort of core programming and what it's going to take to get a strong sense of well-being. So, or have you had any weird ones, though? <laughs> well, I, I don't like to use weird because everybody's <laughs> very unique and different, right? Uh, and weird is a value judgment, but it's funny you say that because that's the term that we use when someone is wired very differently or opposite. So Professor Reese used to say the old saying of opposites attract is a complete lie. Opposites argue. They argue about the things that matter most to you. So, for example, if somebody is very structured and organized, which is order is one of the key principles, um, they're going to need a lot of structure, rules. They do things with to-do lists, one, two, three, four, five. The opposite, somebody that wants very little structure is actually very spontaneous, and, and they won't have any order in their life because order feels like they're you know being put in a cage, so to speak. It makes their skin crawl. It's confining. It drives them crazy. And so they'll have these stacks and piles. They do everything on impulse. You know, their idea of planning is really just showing up sort of around the right time and seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. That's the plan, mm -hmm. right? That's what's fun for them. If they've got to plan a vacation, that's a whole lot of work and misery to them, for example. And so it's, it's understanding that those opposites fundamentally have a different worldview. They, they make sense of the world, what's right and what's wrong in their movie, MeTV, 
based on this worldview and value judgments. And when they disagree, man, that's where fireworks happens. Misunderstandings leading to arguments and conflicts. So people that are very weird and seem weird, they're very different, typically and motivated as opposites. We're tribal. That drives us crazy because they're not one of us. They're a threat. Mm. So we keep them at arm's length. And that's where a lot of disagreements happen. So it is what it is, what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, there can be changes. Professor Reese, uh, he went through some very, very uh, life-threatening, life-or-death kind of um, medical issues. And so he, he tested himself over time, over a number of years. And basically what he said is there, there is the possibility because of these life-altering moments where you really do reassess what's important to you. And so people's profiles can change a little bit over time. But typically, you know, based on 30 years of research, it doesn't change a whole lot. Interesting. So, so a major life issue. Uh, so, so what you're saying is what motivates you when you're 20 isn't going to change that much when you're 50. Right. What drives your behavior? So our motivation, our core values, the things that make our neurochemist, neurochemical cocktail, the giggle juice that gives us that sense of well-being, that doesn't change. How we create the cocktail, the things we do may change. So, for example, if you're somebody that gets a lot of satisfaction out of a lot of physical activity and you're a decathlon runner, well, if your knees go out, you may not be able to satisfy that need the same way as you age. So you might become a swimmer instead. But you'll still have this need, this this nagging sense that if I don't exercise, I am miserable and frustrated and can't rest. And that's what drives people. So how they satisfy the need, the new habits may change, but the underlying driver doesn't typically. However, I will say, you know, I was talking to somebody last week, and this is a person that is a client of mine that, that had a cancer scare and had to go through a lot of cancer treatments and that kind of thing. And their profile changed very dramatically in their minds. And we were talking about it, and it was fascinating because here's this person saying, I am so glad to have this context or this, this lexicon to be able to explain how I've been feeling because I don't even recognize myself anymore. The way I would have reacted before this cancer scare is not the way I react anymore. And so I don't even know how to explain what I've been um, feeling and what my new priorities are until I had this in front of me. And now I can explain to other people, yeah, you know what? I really am not the same as I was before. That stuff doesn't matter anymore. Mm. They had a real life reassessment and that, that can happen. So it, it can happen that someone, once they take, once they take the, the profile, they can make a, a, an adjustment to, oh, they realize, oh, okay, I, I, these, these are my traits. They can change them in the future? Chances are they won't. Chances are they won't unless they have this real-life changing experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, Professor Reese said, and this is a direct quote from him, that psychologists probably can't change your hardwired desires, but he's not going to say that God can't change them. Mm -hmm. Okay, Interesting. Yeah, and I, you know, going through a, a, going through a, a big situation when my mom passed 10 years ago at this point, you know, I, I can definitely say that I'm not the person I was going through college. That that individual, he was uh, very task oriented. And now I, I, I feel that I'm, I, I've flipped that around a bit. 
that now, as we've learned and you know, the assessment that you've done with me is that I, I like building connections with people and mm-hmm. as opposed to being so focused on the task anymore. And there's some interesting things with that, JC, because some people think they have really rewired themselves, but in reality, what they've done is they've had sort of an awakening. Sometimes we end up fitting into a mold that society tells us, or we're reading somebody else's script, and so we're constantly sort of an imposter inside. We're, we're an actor. We're not being true and authentic to who we are and are our hardwired. And that's why you see so much burnout or people that report great frustration, dissatisfaction. Professor Reese used to say, look, frustration is designed to get you motivated to change the situation or at least your thinking so you get what you need and the quantity you need it. If you ignore it for a long period of time, his theory was that that's actually where people go from early stages of just frustration to chronic depression could even lead ultimately to suicidal tendencies of despair where they think that nothing will ever be satisfying for them, right? They lose all hope. And so it's about understanding what does it take for you as an individual to really satisfy your core needs. That's, that's where we get the sense of well-being. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. So, you know, you, you, you hear that people are born salesmen or born entrepreneurs, Does the motivational profile prove that to be true? Well, yes and no, right? It there are certain things that we're gonna do that are gonna be naturally satisfying if we have more intense needs than other things. So, for example, if somebody is going to be an entrepreneur, they're going to want to have a natural, strong risk tolerance, or at least an average risk tolerance. Because if you're somebody that's naturally wired to be risk avoidant and you have a lot of anxiety naturally and you don't feel safe a lot of times, being an entrepreneur is going to be scary as all get out. It's going to, it's going to drive you crazy every single day. And, and so that in itself can be a drainer. Some people are naturally wired for acceptance, to belong, a sense of belonging and to be accepted by a group. Right. And, and so they struggle with doubt a lot of times naturally and they question themselves. If you're an entrepreneur and you're the only person, like I, like I often tell people, look, when you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, you're the smartest person and the dumbest person in every room you're in. <laughs> and and you got to be willing to accept that, right? Uh, and if you're someone that struggles with a lot of self-doubt naturally, that's going to be hard. Same kind of thing with social. Some people are very social. They need a lot of social interaction. Other people need a lot of collaboration. Well, if you're a solopreneur, A lot of times you don't get to socialize with many people or you don't get to collaborate with many people. You're going to be more independent and isolated. And so once again, it's recognizing what it is. Now, not every role has to satisfy every need. It just means if you're approaching life holistically, if your job is going to drain this part of you, you've got to refill the tank some way else in some other aspect of your life. So what motivated you to get into podcasting? So, so, so you had this kind of radio career sound. I mean, you, you always sound fantastic. Everything that I, I hear you produce, what really pushed you to get back into the interview game and, 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 and get with people and spotlight them and do this hopeful who's your podcast? Well, thank you. First of all, for that, uh, it is a labor of love. 
Um, once again, this is sort of my ideal purpose, I think, um, to use my voice, to use the talent uh, for creating audio stories that I hope are compelling, uh, that comes very natural to me. It's, it's a joy. It's not work. It's, it's my art. It's my hobby. I love it to death. Uh, and it's one of those things that I can't not not do, uh, if that makes any sense. I, I, I do it for free if I have to, because I, I just love it so much. But the real other motivator that's behind this, if you look at my Reese profile, I have this strong sense of idealism. Uh, and what I found as I was working with so many coaching clients and people over the years is people are losing hope. Uh, I think social media kind of fuels that we get so much information in the 24-7 news cycle. Most of it, if it bleeds, it leads. And and I think people are losing hope and they're feeling like they don't have the ability to make a difference anymore, to to create something out of nothing, to to recognize their responsibility for fighting the good fight or what I like to call being a hero for the common good. And they need examples. And we don't see that very often. And so I said, you know what, through, through the work that we do with Amplify, um, you know, I came face to face with people that are just average people you'd see at the grocery store, but they're doing absolutely amazing things. And they don't have any special degrees. They don't have any special rich uncles that are, fin- that are funding this. You know, they're bootstrapping it and they're making a huge positive difference. And so I love giving that attention and a voice and basically, if you listen to the podcast, every one of those podcasts is going to be a challenge for you to say, all right, what problem has chosen you to work to solve it? And are you willing to accept that because our future depends on it? And, and I, I hope that my hope, as the hopeful who's your host, is that people will take that on and, and really fulfill their life's purpose um, and, and being hopeful that whatever they do can make a positive difference. I love it. And, and looking at some of the people that you've interviewed, you know, people working with the foster and a, a, a adoption system and uh, the Internet of Things and uh, Edible Indie. I mean, a lot of people that do incredible stuff all the time that typically, you know, maybe the mass media is not picking them up or maybe they're just very humble. Like you said, and it's a passion and they don't even realize that what they're doing is something super special. They're just wired to do it. And uh, guys like us can come in and actually amplify them and get them more support and create awareness. Absolutely. These folks aren't doing it for headlines. Most of them aren't doing it for big money. Um, most of them are doing it just like I said, why do I do the podcast? It's something they can't not not do. It, it just has to happen for their life to be fulfilled. And it's a joy. They uh, Macaulay Sikmahali is a research psychologist um, out in California, and he studies the flow state where human beings are sort of at their optimum level of performance. And what he says is, you know, when you're in flow, you basically lose track of time and you don't think about you have to do something, you get to do something. And that's what these people all have in common. They are making their ultimate contribution or creating their ultimate art, so to speak, and it uses the best of who they are, and that just makes them feel the best. And, and it's, a, it's terrific. It's, it's just absolutely so amazing to meet and talk to these people. It's infectious. You know, when you listen to the podcast, hopefully it, it's contagious and you catch that, 
that spark of, of hopefulness and motivation that you can make a difference. But when I talk to those people, let me tell you, I get so, so in awe. And I say, my gosh, all I'm doing is a podcast. These people are making a huge, huge difference in our community and they deserve to be recognized. Yeah. The last edition of, of the show, episode nine, was with uh, John McDonald. He was the one that I was talking about at the beginning of the, of the interview. But he's the CEO of Clear Object. And I have to say, I mean, the, the, the work and the vision that he has, you, you had likened him to, what was it, the Elon Musk of, of Indiana? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's a guy that, that's literally living about five years in the future. And he, to him, it's totally real. He is so caught up in his mind about what is coming that I think every morning he wakes up and is a little disappointed that it's not here yet. Uh, and so he's always trying to help other people see what is this, this, this thing that's on the verge of birthing into this new reality, this, this future. We, there's a, a psychological theory or a theory about how things develop called Theory U uh, by Otto Schwimmer. And it's all about being able to what he calls pre-sense, and that is what is trying to be born into the world, and how do you be sort of the midwife and help it arrive into the world, into this new creation? And and I know that sounds sort of woo-woo and, and kooky, but, uh, you know, believe me, Otto is a, a very respected researcher and scientist, and that's what he's seeing. These visions that people are having are coming for a reason into our world, and what they're doing is not so much making them out of the ether, they're just making them into reality. It's a, it's a interesting, interesting phenomenon. Yeah, it's me being so interested in what's coming down the pipeline as far as AI and, you know, what this whole G5 with the mobile network and uh, really just, you know, just where things are going that so many people really have no clue, especially... Here in the in the middle of the of the of the states, it's it's just really it was really cool to hear his perspective and be like, oh, good, I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know the Silicon Prairie, right? Uh, and and what's fascinating, why I wanted to talk to him, not just because the technology that he's helping to bring to everyday middle America is fascinating, but think about it, he's also creating this next level of employment opportunities. Yes. For the 50 plus people that are high tech people that are having so amazing family experiences in Fishers, Indiana, because they're not spending three hours a day commuting. Or I don't know if you saw this, but apparently there's uh, suburban streets out in uh, San Francisco and Silicon Valley where a lot of these employees for like Google and other places are living in RVs just on the side of the road. It's crazy, right? And and yet here in Fishers or Carmel or, or any of the other areas that are burgeoning up at the Purdue Research Park, these same folks that are brilliant, that are homegrown tech leaders can have amazing lives and contribute back and make sustainability of income and, and careers a real possibility for folks here in Indiana. And we can stop the brain drain, which is terrific for the overall health of the uh, economic ecosystem that we're trying to create. Yeah, and I, and I think that Indiana for the longest time has been a good example of what a lot of the Midwestern states can do. Always seemed to be, to me, because of the, of Purdue and all the different campuses along I-65 corridor, 
you know, they, they're not every state has something like that. And just the, again, the trends that they're able to set, uh, doing what they do. I mean, it's just, this is really cool and inspiring to say the least. I saw a study that the best cash crop Indiana produces is well-educated people. That our university system and our higher education system is second to none in the Midwest. And the challenge is we don't produce the level of jobs. And that's where things like 1150 Academy, uh, Ron Bromberger at the, um, at the apprentice university concept, these people are trying to address this need because quite candidly, one of the things that John McDonald says is, you know, my big challenge is I have good paying jobs available, but there's not the people available here locally that I can source those jobs. And, and that's the challenge they face. So we, we've got to grow our own talent base and it doesn't happen overnight to challenge. Yeah, for sure. Talking about the future, what does the future hold for you and where are some of the things that you're excited about in the rest of this year? Well, you know, I'm super excited about the work that we're doing with Amplify and building community. Um, I, I think that the long and short of it is when we get to know each other and we are crossing racial divides, we're crossing economic divides, we're crossing educational divides, and we are becoming true neighbors across this city. I mean, that is so exciting because of the opportunities that it presents um, and, and so I, I'm really, really thrilled to be a part of that uh, as, we, as we create something that has never really existed in our lifetimes, this sense of real community that's not just an artificial social network. It's, it's really, truly Facebook Live. <laughs> it's face-to-face -face live, right? Uh, and that's neat. I, I have met so many new friends uh, in the last, gosh, year and a half, two years that I've been working with you guys, that it's phenomenal. My life is so much richer, and I want to share that with other people uh, as well. Awesome. As we're going into the, the final hall of today's conversation, always wanted to get into the rapid-fire question segment. And first question I have for you, because I've always been somewhat interested in who are the people that inspired you to go to path, the certain path that you have, uh, who are your top three favorite teachers or influencers who have launched you to where you're at today? Well, there's a amazing coach, um, named Gary Collins, and he, he sort of wrote the book on, uh, faith-based coaching and, and its approach. So he's certainly very, very high on my list. Um, and, and then there's, there's a wealth of other coaches that are out there that I think have been doing really terrific work for a lot, a lot of years. Um, and they've written great books, uh, that kind of thing. So it's, it's hard to, to go much beyond Gary Collins. Um, but then also motivationally, obviously professor Stephen Reese was a mentor of mine and, and I certainly have a huge respect for his intellect and the work that he did. And it's certainly shaped the way that I practice uh, my coaching practice and, and the, the way I think, um, as well. Yeah. I guess one last one would be um, Stephen Pressfield. You know, I, I wrote a book called Life Matches Fire Up Your Life several years ago about living out your strengths. And Stephen Pressfield is the author of The Legend of Bagger Vance, but he also wrote these great books called um, The War of Art and also Turning Pro. And really it's about how to defeat the natural resistance that people face 
to achieve something like writing a book. So what's writer's block and, and how do you overcome that? And, and I got to say, I, I wouldn't be who I am today and achieving the kinds of things and taking on podcasts and all these other things at my age if it weren't for Steve and Pressfield who simply said, here's the secret, show up every day at the same time and then do the work. Mm. That, that is uh, glued above my desk. <laughs> <laughs> show up every day and do the work. And, and I try to honor that every day. Name one thing that costs under $100 that's changed your life. I think the, the Bible app that I use is like super, super cheap. And I love it. Um, it's called the U version of the Bible, and you can see various translations. There's a wealth of uh, studies that are free that you can get for daily devotions. And I, I just carry it with me everywhere I go. It's on all of my devices. And so I'm, I'm never far from hope and inspiration when I need it. Mm. What advice do you hear adults giving children that you would call BS on? You can be anything you want to be. Mm. I think that's total BS. Uh, you can be a lot of who you are and be fully who you are. But for example, I'm never going to be an NBA all-star. You know, that's just not, not going to happen. No matter how much I believe it, how much positive thinking I do, that's not going to happen. Mm. And so I, I think that people that, that sell that false promise of be anything you want to be, I, I think it's much more important to discover who you really are. Who did you, who are you created naturally to be? And then how do I fully implement that into serving the well-being of our community and our society as a whole? When you become overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? That's when it is time to get back to the basics of, first of all, prayer and devotion time, because that sometimes gets sent to the margin pretty quick when you're distracted and can't seem to focus. The other thing is make sure that you're journaling. I use a real simple journaling daily strategy. You know, three things you're grateful for, three things that are going to be meaningful if you can accomplish them throughout the day, and then three things that I call soul food that are going to inspire you. Uh, that's sort of your your self uh, mantra or or inspirational thoughts, and I do that every day. And when I'm distracted or I'm discouraged or whatever, I got to go back and review those things because I can see, wow, you know what? I've actually accomplished quite a bit in the last three weeks. I'm just not giving myself credit for here in the moment. Mm. And since you are a fellow amplified citizen, final question: How can someone be a difference maker in their community? Well, I think the thing that's so important is that before you start trying to really fully implement the best of you into doing the most of what you do, I call it a basic, tech, a basic life. And what I mean by basic is, first of all, you've got to have a sense of belonging. Where is your tribe? Where do you fit in? Then you have to have an aspiring purpose. What is that mission and, and that reason that you're waking up in the morning uh, the S is for safety and security. Do I feel safe in my community and with the people I'm around? Safe enough to be authentic, safe enough to be whole, safe enough to be really who I am and not have to hide behind masks and, mm. and roles and personas. Then am I in love 
with what I'm doing. And, and by love, I don't mean a romantic kind of love. I mean, am I, a love is a verb, am I actually really doing what I'm doing because I want to deliver on the well-being of other people that I serve? That's what love is all about. So am I in love with what I'm doing, meaning serving people for their greatest well-being? And lastly, for a basic life, you need that C, which is community. Am I surrounded by like-minded people? One of the people we follow quite a bit as a group says, you know, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I firmly believe that. And so choose your community wisely. Don't be around Debbie Downers because that is infectious. And if you're around people that are reaching for stars, they may never catch it. But guess what? You may catch the fact that you want to be reaching too. And, and that's an important place to be. For sure. For sure. Well, Andy, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Again, you can be found at 80growthadvisors.com. That's your website. Where can people find you on the socials? Uh, I'm on Facebook as well as Twitter, and just uh, search my name. And then you can also follow the Hopeful Hoosier podcast on Facebook. Or if you'd like to download episodes, go to hopefulhoosier.podbean.com and hopefully get an earful of hope. All right. Well... Thank you much, and uh, it's been fun. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So there you guys have it. Andy's a heck of a guy, and he's been fun to work with. So you can expect to hear more of him as he's going to be a co-host when I start recording again after the baby arrives later this month. Also, as I mentioned in the chat, I've been studying personalities and associated strengths for more than 10 years at this point. And I have to admit that Andy's take on what makes people tick adds a whole nother dimension to learn about. If you feel that other personality tests have failed you or haven't really given you much information, or perhaps you simply want to use a source that is academically credible, then the Reese Motivation Profile is surely something you should consider utilizing. And I'm sure Andy would love to help you with that. As far as the show notes extras for this session go, I have a couple of Andy's videos as well as a couple of resources from the late Dr. Stephen Reese himself. And last summer, you guys might remember that we hosted Angel Jones here in Indy where he interviewed a ton of people in one day. I think it was like 36. And interesting fact, Andy was one of those people that he interviewed. So if you're a fan of Angel, then I'm sure you'll enjoy this 12-minute interview of Andy. Next up, I have a short interview that Dr. Reese did for WPRI 12 out of Providence, Rhode Island. And in it, he shares what his book, 16 Strivings for God, is about. And I have to admit, now that I have a bit of a reference for the 16 motivational desires, uh, how they relate to religion does sound like an interesting topic. Then the third extra is a recording of a webinar Andy did a few years back, discussing how the science of motivation and the Reese motivation profile can be used to improve teamwork and an organization. If you don't know much about personalities and how they work with each other, I highly recommend you checking this one out. You know, what's interesting about personalities and motivations is that once you understand them, you know, you, you can work with people individually much better, but then you take it to the next level and it's interesting how you can match people to make a better team. And then that, again, can be built on to make a better organization. So that's what you'll learn about in that particular video. Finally, I have another resource of Dr. Reese, and this time it's an audio interview of him from 2013 on NPR, and in it, he's actually part of a panel discussion 
about the art and science of motivation. And what's interesting to me in this uh, conversation is that this panel consists of folks who are pretty well respected in the motivational world. In fact, one of the guests is Daniel Pink, who you might know as an author, and he's also been a speaker on TED, not TEDx, but TED on motivation. So definitely an interesting conversation that I think you guys will get a lot from. Again, you can check those all out via the show notes at newinceptions.com slash 154. So that's it for session 154. Remember, if you want to start getting to know yourself a bit more before you take the Reese Motivational Profile, take a look at the resource, Uncover Your Personal Mission. It'll help you start moving in the right direction of finding out where you're at on the map of life. And you can get it free today by going to newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Thank you again for spending a little bit of time with Harrison, Andy, and me. As always, we appreciate you guys joining in. And until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care in whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter at newinceptions, Instagram at new.inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.